0: Good Memorial Day afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, our very special listeners of Sports and Spaghetti. I'm Anthony, alongside Chris, who is currently licking his fingers, because Mm -hmm. we had some finger-licking barbecue Mm. this week. Yes, indeed. Um, It's Memorial Day. We get everybody together. It's a great time. And uh, A. Nasty has a smoker, and A. Nasty knows what he does with it. He knows what to do with a smoker. So uh, today's episode is going to be a special little pulled pork episode because uh, some little piggies might go to market, but this one went to my smoker. Um. <laughs> so Chris is enjoying it real time right now. Yeah, um, I'll give you guys not all my secrets, but I'll give you a little background plus a little bit of my sauce recipe, um, and then we'll get to we'll get to some segments and some sports. But to start, uh, pulled pork. Of pork butt, pork shoulder. What is this? Essentially the same thing. That you're you're talking about. That is bark. So that's going to be no. What it what <laughs> what pork is it? Oh, it's a pork. It's a pork shoulder. Okay. So they didn't have any Boston butts left. Um, I made I made my mouse <laughs> talk to the. Uh, I made my mouse talk to the butcher, and they said they didn't have anything left. Um, so I settled for the shoulder. It does the same job. Um, now what I did <clears throat> is I started making this yesterday. And I went ahead and uh, woke up at 6 a.m. to get her on the smoker. Um, my spice rub, you're always going to want to start with a spice rub. What I did was, uh, you need a binder. So I took my binder of choice is actually just plain yellow mustard. Was it three ring? Three ring, yeah. Three ring binder? Yeah. Yeah. My trapper keeper of choice was some yellow mustard. Um And that, essentially what that does is it doesn't really add a mustardy flavor. It adds kind of a vinegary flavor, but nothing crazy. Um, and then all of the seasoning rub will stick on the, uh, it'll stick on the pork. So, seasoning rub, very, very simple. Lots of coarse ground black pepper. Um, it's a key. It's, it's, it's the biggest secret ingredient you could have. I like to use some of the pink Himalayan salt, uh, fairly coarse, um, and then I have some uh, some basic Cajun seasoning. So I have some chili powder, some paprika, some garlic power, and some onion power. Um, I do have some secret stuff that I will never divulge to you. And by never, I mean until we make enough uh, money so I can sell out. And then once, <laughs> once I can be a sellout, there's no secrets. Um, so that's what I do. And then I, I put it up on the smoker. Um, and this particular one went for about ten and a half hours. Um right around 250 it's still a little high but that's pretty much the lowest my my uh smoker goes so it's not exactly a cold smoke but i do that and then this is to be debated upon um i have it's i say smoker but it's the same grill we always use you've heard about my kitchen or my my chicken you've heard about other stuff i've thrown on the grill but um essentially you know it's the pellet smoker this is this is a um a hot topic I guess in the barbecue community. What I do is I take a, a little roasting pan and I'll steep some of my um pellets overnight in the water and then I drain the water, um well, drain the pellets I guess, and then I will keep the water on the on the on the smoker as well to keep the humid environment, keep it moist. It's essentially constantly almost boiling the water so there's always that steam coming out. Um, a lot of people, including my father, said it's not necessary. I've always done it that way, so I'm kind of just going to keep rocking it. I might try it without ones and see how it comes out, but to me it keeps it pretty, uh, pretty moist. Um, and then from there it's just a waiting game. Um, I use a probe, it's called the Meter. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, I'm sorry. It's called the Meter, um, and that is M-E-A-T-E-R, but no free shout outs, so hit us with a sponsee. Um... <laughs> I use that. It's an app. connects to your phone, and then it'll it'll give you the temperature readings and such. Um, so you're, you're going to smoke it until it gets to about 160 degrees, um, and then what that does is that takes however many hours it takes. And then uh, once you hit your 160, uh, you wrap everything in foil, um, and then you continue to smoke it until it hits about 204 degrees to 206 degrees. Um, and then you, you pull it, and then you let it rest and then you pull it with uh i use two forks because i don't have those little wolverine claws but i use two forks to shred all of the pork and um i mean that's pretty much it it's it's very simple it's a labor of love though so you have to make sure you're constantly checking it um i was afraid this one was going to be a little dry because i did have a flare-up so some of the grease actually no i didn't close the grate like i was supposed to um which i just learned shout out to my dad that i'm supposed to close that grate when i smoke stuff but um, I didn't close it, and some of the grease dripped into it, and it obviously would flare up. So I was looking at my my temperature in between my morning, you know, my morning naps because I went to bed at two and woke up at six to do this. So I was like, I'm gonna sleep a little bit. Um, I checked, and it was my, my temperature was at like 400 and something degrees, and I'm like that's not right. So I had to go in and extinguish all that fire. But it did get a good bark. You um, got a good bark on it. So Chris, you just ate it. What do you think? I was waiting for you to shut up. <laughs> and this is
1: unbelievably good. Thank you. It's so right. It's just right. The amount, the amount of spiciness that I have in my mouth right now is perfect because it it's there, but it didn't burn my throat, which is which has finally recovered from strep uh, all the way. But it it really. It's like it's like lingering right in the back of my mouth. And it and it's not up it's not offensive. It's right there. It's so good. It's so delicious. It's it's not dry and this this sauce thing that you put on it. I know I don't even know what to call it. Everybody has one. It's legitimately Excellent. Thank
0: you. Thank you. So. I'm not just saying it for the podcast.
1: <laughs> it's really good and I'm gonna eat more of it. It's it would go really nice um with like a whole lot more of that sauce, but the sauce was like squirted onto a bun.
0: Yeah, we have buns. I didn't I want to make you some I'll make you a sandwich. I before. don't want the bun yet. Okay. I'm on a cut. I'm okay. On a cut.
1: So. But like I'm just envisioning how how good that would be. It's so good. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I like I like barbecuing. It's kind of my thing.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> I, everybody should really try this. Thank you. Um, it's phenomenal yeah. stuff.
0: So, Whoa. So the, the sauce he's talking about is I make a Carolina-based sauce. Um, and essentially what that is is... Um, I like it a little more vinegary because I'm a fan of the, the sourness of it. Yeah. Um, so that hits you right in the front, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of sweetness to it at the end. So my... It's so tangy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then it's almost a little overpowering at first. You're like, wow, this is a lot. And then you like sit there and you sit on your palate and you're like, this is getting sweet. No, it just it <laughs> fills every...
1: It hits all of the, like, the spots on your tongue because they all sense, yeah. like, different, like, salty, sweet, whatever. Yeah. It gets all of
0: it. It's everything at once. So, like I said, it's a carolina base sauce. So carolina base is essentially vinegar, brown sugar, and then you add whatever you want to it. So um, vinegar, brown sugar, you're going to boil that melt all the brown sugar in it, and that's your base. Um, I use a little bit of um, hot sauce, like, just regular Frank's Red Hot hot sauce. I poured some of that in to get a little spice, um, I did some red pepper flake, um, and then a little bit of, uh, chili powder, salt, pepper, and then I was like, okay, I need something, I need a sweetness, I need a sweet factor, I'm to try something different. So, now this is, this is secret information that I'm sharing with you, ladies and gentlemen, um, what I did is I said, "What is in, you know, what pairs well with chili? What pairs well with spice? What pairs well with this? What pairs well with that? So as I'm looking through my cabinet, I see some old coffee grounds I have. So it's by, uh, they're by Bones Coffee Company. Again, no free shout outs. So hit us with the um, Bones Coffee Company, it is actually French toast flavored coffee. So there's cinnamon in it. There's, uh, it's just a very, it's a very sweet coffee. So what I did was I didn't boil water, but I bought, well, brought water to an almost boiling and I added the, the coffee grounds and I also added two, uh, about two tablespoons of cocoa powder. And then I, I whisked that all together and then I, um, I strained that through a coffee filter and then I added that in little increments to the barbecue sauce. Um, and it gave a it gave a perfect little honey kick to the end that I'm, I'm a fan of. First
1: of all, the bottle that it's in is legit as well oh, because okay. it's in one of those clear bottles with the white top that you would see at a barbecue restaurant. It's like totally yeah. Shout out to my dad for buying those. Though I mean, it's so legit. It looked. I got so excited when I saw that, <laughs> and it wasn't just in a Tupperware. Like it, it's just. It's barbecue. It's like you would get at a restaurant. Anybody that got that at a restaurant would like it. Thank you. You would like that <laughs> if you like Carolina barbecue. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah. No, I'm a, I'm a massive... You know, Carolina barbecue is my favorite. There's Texas barbecue with the super, super thick um, sauce. There's the Oklahoma, which is a little bit thinner of a sauce. And then, and then Carolina is going to be super thin. And, um, you know, it has that vinegary base it has that little bit of spice it has that little bit of um, heat so so there's you know there's a lot of things that carolina the carolina does have but one thing carolina does not have is a team currently still in the playoffs because mm. because the florida panthers just keep uh, they are riding the wave but uh, you'll hear about that after this ladies and gentlemen it is now time for our favorite segment One of our favorite segments. Hopefully it's yours. This is Chris Walker. This is the good. This is the bad. This is the... This is in no particular order.
1: Thank you, Anthony. Um, The bad should honestly have been my golf game today because it was... uh, It was... It left a lot to be desired, so to speak. Um, But uh, we'll stick with the professionals for now. Um, So the good... uh, And we're going to talk about this uh, during the show as well... Uh, in a little bit more in depth, the good is the Florida Panthers. And I'll tell you what, the dispatching of not one, not two, but three of the best teams in the NHL over the regular season and in the playoffs, and they've made it look really easy. They are the good. Uh, The dive in with the stats will come later. And now it's time for the bad. Unfortunately, uh, this weekend, the Leicester City uh, Football Club of England was relegated to the English uh, Championship uh, alongside Leeds United. Um, uh, my, my my new friend that I met this week, Kieran, uh, at the Yankee game uh, is a Leeds fan. Well, he lives in England. Uh, I'm so sorry. He said he was going to be listening, so um, shout out to you. Very cool. Uh, Cool dude. Uh, And uh, Southampton was the other team to be relegated. So Leicester City, after winning the championship in 2015, gets sent down. They are only the second team in history to win a championship and be (laughs) relegated. So uh, shout out to you. You suck. Um, They need to rebuild. Uh, the, and, and they're going to lose a lot of their top guys. So it's a sad day. It's a bad day for them. Okay. Uh, and now the, end. Eh, we're going to keep it in, in the soccer world today. Um, my dad was like, are you going to talk soccer? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to talk soccer. I have to. It was a big weekend. It was championship Sunday yesterday. Um, on Sunday, I should say. Um, my dad's team Tottenham Hotspur, um, well, after 14 straight seasons of at least being as good as the Europa uh, the Europa League, which is the top seven teams, at least, um, for the first time in 14 years, they finished in eighth or worse. They finished in eighth this season, which uh, does not let them play in any kind of league play uh, outside of some of the lower ones and the Premier League. So I know my dad was a little bit gutted about that, as they say in England. He was gutted, absolutely gutted. And um, and it's honestly no good because uh, it's an eh, but it could be a bad. My dad would say it's a bad. Tottenham, it's an eh for uh, failing to reach the Europa League. Um, Harry Kane can't do it all for you guys. Um, you got to get better than that. You got to rebuild. Oh, well, moving forward. Next week, um, well, there probably won't be a soccer one, but I had to get my soccer in
0: this time. It Ooh. is time, it is time, it is diamond time. Let's talk, mm-hmm. some, let's talk some baseball, Chris. Um, Yankees, 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 they're starting their west coast swing today, so I'm about to be tired for this week, um, because you know I'm gonna have to watch those games against Seattle, but um. Mm-hmm. They've been eh, they've been as advertised, and they're not at full strength yet, which is very nice to me. Their last ten, our boys are seven and three. They lost two games. The, 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 essentially, they dropped two to Baltimore and they dropped one to San Diego. But but then they cleaned it up with two wins
1: mm-hmm. after, and they and they looked they looked a little bit uh, laggy in the game that I was at on Tuesday. And then they turn it on, and they they clawed their way back at one and in ten. They played four extra inning games in their last eleven games. Um, one inning doesn't weigh on you a lot, but I'll tell you what it might weigh on is you and I watching <laughs> the games because at one forty we won't want to go to into extra innings. No, I remember I mean, working where? at ESPN. That was like my my dreaded thing. Oh,
0: the, was like the West Coast, extra, Coast games. It or? was
1: West Coast games, and then it might go to extras. Yeah, and then the pitcher was. I don't know. Somebody that takes a really long time to pitch the ball, it's like, oh, my God. Here we go, yeah. But the pitch clock has
0: mitigated that. Like the old Sonny Gray when he used to take 45 minutes to deliver the pitch. Yes. You remember that? Yep. Um, but, no, the Yankees have been streaking. They've been playing really, really well. Um, some stat leaders. Rizzo has, has really been, aside from Aaron Judge, Rizzo has been that guy. And now I say aside from Aaron Judge just for the fact of Judge missed 10 games. But that doesn't stop him from leading the American League in home runs. he's hit 15 home runs this year and if you pay attention to the home runs he's hitting, they're all in huge spots. He's not hitting home runs down you know down 10 to two and he's hitting a, a get me over home run for you know a run that doesn't matter. All of these home runs are clutch they're in tight games tie games down by one, down by two and he's I mean he's pretty much single-handedly getting it into. Getting us into the, the, the keeping us in these games, um, but aside from him, uh, Rizzo has been great. He's batting 304. Um, the strikeouts are a little high for Rizzo 53 strikeouts, but uh, 18 walks again, it's not great. So he is striking out a lot, but at the same time, 304 average. Um, his OPS is an 880, so he's doing really, really well. Um, that's the thing is, role players, right? So these players are starting to come in, and, and one guy in particular, I know Chris has been very high on him lately, um, is our beloved shortstop or shortstop, our beloved second baseman, Glaber Torres.
1: Glaber, it's Glaber Day. It's not, but that's that's his thing. Glaber, talk, dude, Glaber's been doing it all. We're gonna hear about him a little bit later. Oh, a little <laughs> foreshadowing. <laughs> if you want to do reading class today. <laughs> we have some foreshadowing. No, but Glaber's really been playing great. Um, I really like him in the leadoff spot. I think he's found a home there, right? They've tried Judge there this season for a little bit. Why? <laughs> Let's be honest. We have who we, we, we have as our manager. Let's not forget. Uh, we've tried Volpe at leadoff. He's another story. He's struggling again. He's hitting under 200. Eh. Um. I love Gleyber Torres in the leadoff spot. It's better than Uh, Jake
0: Powers. (laughs) I can't can't
1: tell you that it is average since being moved to leadoff, but what I can tell you is that he's up over 260 now. Um, He's got three home runs over his last 10 games, um, including a two-home run game. Uh, And you know what? I love him in the leadoff role. I think that's a good spot for him to be in. And if if him Rizzo and Judge can stay healthy, they've got a very formidable first three in the order every time.
0: Well, my thing with with Glaber too is if you look at his numbers, I mean, he has twenty eight strikeouts to twenty five walks. That is unlike Glaber Torres. Glaber Torres is being super selective, right? Right. But at the same time, too, he also has five stolen bases. So, he's getting it done from that leadoff spot. So, we're not necessarily... I mean, granted, Volpe is, I believe, 13 for 13 in stolen bases. Mm-hmm. He has the second most stole, you know, steals of third in the league. But we're not missing that production. So, even if Glaber gets on with a walk uh, and they're pitching to Aaron Judge, you're focusing on Aaron Judge. Glaber will swipe second and then Judge, I mean, as we saw against San Diego, this team is very capable of hitting singles again, which is really nice. Um, there were a lot of those. It's very nice to see that they're not getting it done with the long ball, but they're not not hitting the long ball. I love how you said the singles are back. In the game Tuesday,
1: there were a lot of those base hits. It was like, oh, base hit, yeah. Oh, base hit scores a run. Base hit scores two runs. It's like this is the kind of hitting we needed. To, and then we had, there was the long ball again. There was Bader and then Judge in that game. Yeah. It's exactly the recipe you were saying. You're going to score six runs. You're going to win a lot of games that way. Always. And that's how you score six runs, by hit, having base hits after hit. Have a, have another hit.
0: Three hits in a row, you got to run. Exactly. I mean, and it's great, too. Like I said, you don't have to completely abandon the long ball. You're still going to have your guys like Stanton. You're still going to have your guys like Judge. Now, I don't even want to – I'll be real with you. The Yankees, when, at the, when they're at full health, they have one home run hitter, and it's Giancarlo Stanton. I said this last year. Um, about Aaron Judge with the contract. Everybody was freaking out because he's a little older, and they gave him so many years. Aaron Judge is just getting started, and the reason he is so good is because he is hitting the long ball. He's He hit 62 home runs last year as a not-home run hitter. And he's not going to hit 62 this year. No, he won't. I don't think he will. I he's got he will.
1: 15 right now, and that's fine for him. We we can He's hitting 291. Yeah. We can take 291 with 15 home runs. Uh, two months into the season,
0: all day. Well, I mean, what else we could take is the 1.031 OPS, which leads the league. I mean, it it always seems like this guy is either always on base or he's always hitting doubles or home runs. Um, Judge, thus far, 57 strikeouts, not ideal. But at the same time, he has 30 walks, which he's taken his walks. And then, again, if you look at Glaber being super patient, Judge being super patient, you have the table set for 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 Anthony Rizzo who's batting 304. So you have And the, he's been batting 3 in the low 300s the, yeah. all season. Yeah. This is not new. So you have the table setting guys setting the table and you have the cleanup guys cleaning them up. You know, that's the thing is I can only imagine when we get Stanton back and we need that clutch home run with the bases loaded or with Rizzo on second after a two-out double and we need two runs to tie the game and then Stanton comes up. You know what I mean? So it's like Wheels are finally turning for the Yankees, and I'm very, very happy that they're turning. And I'm very happy that they're turning now while we're still not at full strength. Great, like I would, it would be great to be firing on this cylinder with everybody back. But the fact that they're not fully healthy and they're firing here, great. Well, Justin,
1: who is our newer friend, um, I went to the game with on Tuesday. He, we were walking out of the stadium after the game and all he kept Yeah, he was rowdy man. He got he gave me a taste of what his bleacher his bleacher days looked like. Um, all he kept saying when we were walking out was and we're not even at full strength and we're not even at full strength. He's absolutely right. This team is finally becoming the team we knew they could be even without all the pieces and listen. To be nine games over 500 right now is absolutely great compared to, I mean, we were sitting here at this table not even a month ago, and we were cursing their name Yeah, for weeks on this pod, uh, and they've, they've really turned it around, and so, yeah, they lost three out of their last five, including those three in a row, right? Lost a series to Baltimore and all that. We're fine. They're fine. They're going to build on this, and they're going to be fine. I think uh, they're at like a 70-something percent chance of making the playoffs right now. They play the way they're playing. Got Seven it. out of ten the rest of the way. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You're in. And
0: see, that's the thing with with me, too, is we're right now they're only two and a half away from Baltimore. Baltimore is sitting at 34 and 20. Yankees are sitting 32 and 23. Um, so they're technically down three in the lost column, but whatever. Equal, it equals out. But they're six and a half back from Tampa, whose Tampa's fallen back to earth which we have called, and they've fallen a little below the earth's crust, we'll say, because they're not even playing very well. Um, the last 10, they're 6-4, which it wasn't an impressive 6-4. and four. It's
1: not going to win you a division, that's for sure. No, a four-game lead over the Orioles and a six-and-a-half-game lead over the Yankees is hardly what I would call uh, a commanding. And the other team, Ant, that you've said it all season. They are what the Ori that what the Orioles are what the Blue Jays try to be, and the Blue Jays have really fallen off. Yeah, and are now sitting in last place, and it doesn't surprise me right now. Um, I th- honestly think the Rays fall out of first place by the end of June. Why I don't? They haven't given you any indication. Uh, I think the Orioles lead the division.
0: I would say I think by the All Star break. It's gonna be it's gonna be Baltimore and the Yankees scrapping it out, which that, that's not a scrap I want because we say it all the time. Baltimore is the only team I feel like every year the Yankees and Yankee fans underestimate every time. Oh, we're going to Baltimore for a four game set, it's a sweep. And the next thing you know, we're we're scrapping to save a two two series split.
1: Well, take this week's series. <laughs> They fought back from down four nothing and then down five four to win an extras and lost the next two games. Yeah. It took a lot out of them. They had to fight tooth and nail to win that game. The Orioles are not an easy team. No. And they're proving it.
0: They are a good team in this league. See, I just I think the Orioles pitching isn't gonna is gonna isn't going to hang uh stay up. I think it's gonna fall off eventually, but You never know. They could be that surprising team. But, you know, one thing that's surprising to me that's just unbelievably surprising to me is that somebody in the AL Central is really going to celebrate winning that division.
1: Yeah, it almost doesn't feel right when your division leader's one game over five hundred.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's pathetic.
1: I mean, the White Sox are six games out of a playoff spot. The White
0: Sox! And they are 11 games under 500. They are 22 and 33 Come and they on. are 6 games out of a playoff spot. It's it's pathetic. Somebody in that division will need the playoffs. Somebody's going to have a banner and they're going to they're going to somebody is going to pop champagne in this division. let's let's put That's that together.
1: The mediocre, most mediocre division I've
0: ever seen. Yeah, and then I mean uh, <sighs> AL West, it seems like everything is falling as we thought it would. And how
1: how do you end up 25 games out of a playoff spot by
0: the end of May? Oh, that's because you only have 10 wins, Chris. That's about right. You know if the if the uh <laughs> if the Baltimore if the Oakland Athletics wanted to break the all-time wins record by uh set by the 90 or the 2000 Mariners or whatever it was. Uh, they would have to go uh, undefeated for the rest of the entire season. Do you think they have a chance? <laughs> they, there is a chance. Uh, but, no, I mean, they are 10-45. and 10-45. They've played 55
1: games and they lost 45 of them. That is absolutely ridiculous. And, I
0: mean, I know you've heard They were bad, but we didn't think they were that bad. we I mean, we heard this in no particular order, but... <laughs> relegate them this is a triple a team well
1: so you bring up a really interesting topic and i know we don't have a long pod today uh maybe it's a discussion for next week or something but i would like to bring up the prospect of having relegation in
0: american sports i think it would be awesome especially like i'm i'm down for that in college sports you know what i mean so, like, you figure, not, and, and it doesn't even have to be Division One, Division Two. You could do a Division One Power Five versus non-Power Five. So you could link up, like, the Sun Belt to the SEC because they're close or stuff like that. Yeah. But even in pro sports, Ant, let's
1: say the, the worst three baseball teams get sent down and the best three AAA teams get called up.
0: See the only issue with that though is that the teams are linked to each other, right? So they're they're absolutely right. They're farm systems. Yeah. So if it was like independently like let's say it's indie baseball, that would be totally different. Right. And and that's
1: and that's how it is in soccer in the UK. It's all these there's several layers and levels of this and each one is independent of the
0: other. Now see, when you just said that something popped into my mind. So we're definitely going to put a tab in this and we'll go next week. Yeah, stay tuned
1: for next week. Next
0: week's a very big episode. But you know what would be really cool because that would keep you from hoarding your top prospects. Exactly. If you listen, if you this guy if he's going to come up, he's going to not belong to you anymore. He's going to be this guy, so you might as well call him up already. I think you know that's I like that. Or even relegation in the minor leagues within within teams and stuff like that too would be cool. So there could be like a double A team that would whoop a triple A teams. Yes, behind. that'd be pretty cool. So yeah, definitely. Stay tuned for next week. I like this. I like yeah. this. Um, but oh boy, let's get to the NL for a little bit as Chris sips my barbecue sauce. Oh, uh, I'm very glad you enjoyed it, Chris. Yeah, it's tremendous. <laughs> uh, let's get into the National League a little bit. The Mets. Oh. Oh, the Mets. The 500 Mets. The 500 at full strength The, the, Mets. M- 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 the middling, middling Mets. <laughs> the midling Mets. <laughs> oh, and their colors are orange, too. <laughs> oh. The middling Mets. 27-27, um, mm, to 27, not getting it done. You're in third place in division. Miami is 28-26. Atlanta is on fire. There's no, Atlanta is going to stay hot. I don't see anything changing. Um, NL Central... Not at it's not as advertised because Cincinnati is in third place. Pittsburgh is still hanging around. They're twenty six and twenty six. Milwaukee is the powerhouse, but you know, is it time for a St. Louis fire sale? That'd be really nice. That'd be nice to see those names on the market. Yeah, they've been in there for a long time. Some of those guys. It would be. It'd be nice to see Jack Flaherty, Miles McCollis. Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. We take, take Arenado in a heartbeat. Would, no, we have Donaldson. What are you talking about?
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. We have
0: Donaldson. It would be it would be nice to see that team fire sale, but I said it last week. It's it's that situation where it, they're St. Louis. They're going to win 17 straight and somehow sneak into a playoff spot. They're only five and a half games out of first place. Yeah, with an eight game under 500 record. So. Yeah. And then NL West, it's not as everybody predicted. Uh, Dodgers are on top as usual. Arizona is only a game and a half back. Arizona's the Diamondbacks are playing great, great baseball, dude. And it's uh, listen, man. It's I hated him as a Blue Jay, just because he was a Yankee killer. Yuli Goriel moving over, not Yuli, Lourdes Goriel, his brother, I think. Is, is that I'm confused? I can, I've confused myself now. Uh-oh. Um, it is Lourdes Goriel. Uh He's batting three fifteen. So he's doing well. Christian Walker, uh, 11 home runs, 34 RBIs. Chris yeah, there you go. Um, but they're just putting it together. And it's not, they, they don't have a lot of big names, but it's, I mean, it's Lourdes Goriel's playing really well. Katel Martes playing really well. Corbin Carroll, Christian Walker. All that they're getting, they're getting it done. But obviously, they're being carried by their pitching, which includes Zach Gallen, who looks like, as of right now, NL Cy Young. Mm-hmm. Him or Spencer Strider. It has to be one of the two. Um, Zach Gallen is he <laughs> in six games? Or I'm sorry, in eleven games, he has six wins, two losses. All of his wins have been a quality start. Sixty six innings pitched. Um, he's given up twenty two earned runs. In 66 innings. Only two home runs. This man has given up 14 walks. The glass is where. The glass is where. 14 walks. um, Case per nine of a 10. So he's just. They're doing it, man. They're doing the damn thing. Merrill Kelly's pitching pitching really well, too. Which is nice to see him uh, bounce back after that stunning, not so stunning, loss in the World Baseball Classic for Team USA. But, oh boy, I think San Diego's in trouble. I think San Diego we have a problem because they're a game out of last place. They're 24 and 29. The Colorado Rockies are 24 and 30. So it's just I mean it's not even it's not even like the fact that they have a game in hand. They have a game in hand that's the only reason they're up. Um, but what are we doing? You're spending a lot of money on that team and it's just so underperforming but I mean can't throw money at the problems.
1: No, and they're an ailing team right now. Um, they've got their their guys are going down. Uh, Juan Soto was taken out uh of the lineup right before the last game for the Yankees, and
0: it's just Machado is still hurt. Machado's out. That's the thing is, you got guys like Cronenworth. You have guys like Tatis. You mm. have guys like Mitch like uh, Bogarts. Like you should, they should still be fine. The star. They shouldn't be five team. games under five hundred. That's for sure. No. the star power on that team should speak for itself and and that's going to take us right into our next thing star power speaking for itself oh my goodness florida panthers talk about star power talk about getting the job done chris give me some insight how did this team get here well i've got two
1: words for you and it's matthew kachuk uh the dude is on an absolute heater um It's funny, before the pod today, we were talking about um, what that means for the Panthers, right? I mean, they just bulldozed the Carolina Hurricanes, um, who were no slouch. Matthew Kachuk, in those four games, had the game winner in three of the games. He's got nine goals in the playoffs. The dude is, he's turning it up. He's doing exactly what his team needs him to do. The other guy is Sergei Bobrovsky. I know we've talked about him the past couple of weeks and how his resurgence has carried the team. But it's it still holds true. I mean, the guy gave up three goals in the last game, and that was the most he'd given up. It broke the streak of whatever in a row, 10 in a row of giving up two or less in a playoff game. Like, and they still won the game. The guy... I mean, this team. This team is ready for the finals, and... I I know the Vegas odds for whoever for whoever wins the Western Conference series are gonna put that team favorite to win the Stanley Cup, but I think this is the favorite to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah,
0: no, I'm 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 there with you, but one one thing I do have to say, you mentioned Matthew Kachuk, is if you're not big into hockey, like I know a lot of my our, our listeners aren't. Um, he was formerly a Calgary Flame, and they had a big trade. I don't remember who was the other big name that got sent in that from Florida to, to uh, Calgary. I'm blanking on it. Usually I know it. Huberto. Jonathan Oh, Huberto. Jonathan Huberto. Um, but it's just it's funny to me because Calgary, for those of you who know me, I'm a Minnesota fan. I was about to jump ship before uh, before Caprizov really took off. They didn't. Minnesota didn't have anything that excited me. I was like, you know what? I'm not that into stuff. Let, let me pick Calgary. Calgary has somehow fumbled. I sent you this, this text a week ago, a couple of weeks ago. Calgary has somehow fumbled Johnny Gaudreau, Matthew Kachuk, Elias Lindholm, Sean Sean Monaghan, Sam Bennett, Mark Giordano, TJ Brody, Noah Hannafin, Cam Talbert, Jacob Markstrom, and uh Andrew uh Mangiapane. Mangiapane. Manjapan. I didn't see I didn't want to throw I didn't want to throw it on and sound like an ass. But Manjapani. Manjapani. Yeah. Bread. Yeah. 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 But um They just they fumbled all that. And they got nothing to show for it. Which is pretty funny. Uh they made the playoffs last year. They and beat not the stars. This year. They beat they beat the stars last year. But oh boy, somebody needs to beat the stars this year. <laughs> wow, the stars, Anthony
1: Panthony... ...are storming that we're back. I thought we were going to record this pod and it was going to be getting ready for Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Finals. But the Dallas Stars have had other ideas. It's now a 3-2 series in favor of Vegas. Listen, the Stars are doing the right things that it takes to win games. And they weren't doing that, obviously, in the beginning. They got four goals of offense and then three goals. They're peppering Aiden Hill with pucks. Uh, in the last two games combined, the Stars have over 80 shots. So they're averaging 40 shots a game. And I'll tell you what. They beat the Golden Knights on the road. And... It doesn't happen in sports. These things don't happen, but if there was a series, it would happen, and it would be this one, and I'm saying it so that it doesn't happen.
0: (laughs) I don't, I don't, there's a lot of things I don't want in this world. Oh, dear. Dallas Stars winning a Stanley Cup is one of those things.
1: Yeah, this, this, this house would be, um... I would would never live it down. No. I
0: I talked far too much trash. I said Minnesota in four. Oh, God. And now here we are. But, I mean, one thing we do have to say is I did speak with Chris. This was at the beginning of the playoffs. I did say whoever comes out of the Minnesota-Dallas series is going to be the team to beat. And it looks like Dallas is the team to beat right here. Um, They still have to win two more games. They're
1: playing Monday night. So, by the time you hear this, uh, the game will be over. So, maybe what we say, throw it out the window. Uh, Dallas is the home team in
0: Game Six, man. We'll see, but I think this is going seven. See, Dallas home ice. Now, this is this is the annoying fans. Uh, not only annoying, but they're just absolute scumbags. I mean, they lost. They lost pretty soundly. The slander of this team is going like steadily down. I mean, you can't be you can't be throwing you can't be throwing stuff on the ice. You can't be throwing stuff at other players. Never especially in playoff hockey like if it ended if it ended right now it would seem like the sky is falling for those fans but you're in the western conference finals it's not a lost season completely but that's like the thing is like you're just you just it's not a good look for dallas fans it's not a good look for dallas and it's this is from a franchise that rewards you know cross-checking mark stone on the ice for the captain's patch um So, what does that say about the franchise, really? Right. This is sour grapes, but what does that say about the franchise? Um, And for those of you not knowing what I'm referencing to, that is three minutes into game uh, three, um, Captain Jamie Benn, and I say that loosely, um, said he got frustrated and slipped and fell and used his stick to brace himself from falling, um, but he didn't he he tripped he tripped mark stone and then dove on him and cross checked him while he was down on the ice. Um, so he's coming back from a two game suspension but if you're Dallas those are the only two games you won when he wasn't in the lineup. So is that is that a move you make? Do we adjust the lines? What do we do? Mm, no. No, he comes back. He has to. Oh, he's I'm not just... I'm not saying scratch him. I'm saying do we just adjust lines? Do we not keep him on the line because as soon as he left, the, the Robo line started firing on all seven. I game. think that they should change.
1: Uh, they should move him off of that line, yes. Um, why, would you, why would you not let a good thing continue?
0: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So they're, they're obviously going to have to play him. Um, but, oh boy, would it be nice for them to lose with him back on the ice. Oh boy, would that be nice. Well, it's not
1: very Captain-like to take a two-game
0: suspension. It's also not very captain-like to take a two-game suspension and decline to speak to the media immediately after the game. So It's not what <laughs> captains do. No offense. It's no. not what they do. Um, it's not. It's not. Um, but that's the thing is it's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. So hopefully by the time you hear this, I have my smile back in the words of Shawn Michaels. Um, shout out WWE, WWF, whatever you want to call it. But hopefully I have my smile back and these GD Dallas stars are no longer a pain in my side. Because they might be a Dallas star, but to me they're a ninja star and it's directly to my heart. Right,
1: and it's the, your <laughs> wife I'm that gets right. to reap the, the benefits of them playing well.
0: Yeah, she just loves to. She loves my misery, which is fun. It's, it's marriage sometimes. Of course it's marriage. Of course it's marriage. All right. That's uh that's I mean, I'm good for sports if you're good for sports. We're it's, good for it's sports. Been a, it's been yeah. a very it's been a very slow week um in in the sports world. Granted, we had some some big stocker stuff. We'll talk about that next week with a super special episode. Um I'm very excited to reveal it to you guys. You guys will see it fairly soon. Um the episode will not be coming out until next week, but um we we'll, we will reveal the plans but uh yeah, man, Chris, w'e feeling some uh, w'e feeling some Grammys Grinders. Absolutely. All right, we'll hit you with Grammys Grinders right after this. All right, and as we wrap it up here, as always, we like to finish with Grammys Grinders. Um, I will go first. My Grammys Grinder. He's a good guy, I guess. I guess. Um, You know, I wanted to give it to Liam Hendricks again, but he's already in the Hall of Fame. Welcome back to the Major Leagues, Liam. Um, I will be buying a Closing Out Cancer t-shirt. Those are really cool. Um, But he is not our Grammys grinder today. Today, my Grammys grinder is a man that it seemed that he was the missing piece for the best baseball team of all time. Um, And that was Jose Abreu when he joined the Astros. Uh, Jose Abreu was one of three qualifying players. Um, it was, I believe it was uh, Jose Abreu, Andrew Benintendi, and the last guy is escaping me uh, without a home run this season. Um, notice I said was, as as my neighbor we love to call Tiger is out there hitting balls. Uh, <laughs> so if you heard that, shout out Tiger. Um, but Jose Abreu finally, finally, Hits his first home run. Uh, he hit it against Oakland, which. <laughs> eh. Speaking of relegation, if if you remember our our soccer talk, they should be relegated to the minor leagues. But he hit it against Oakland, and he full on sprinted around the bags and slid into the dugout, which. Funny, excuse me. Funny enough, he did get uh, he did get hit in his next at bat. But Grammy's grinder of the week for sticking through it. You know. They don't ask you how. They don't ask you how far. They ask you how many. It was a wall scraper. That's okay. He's on the board. Jose Abreu, you're my grinder of the week.
1: All right, mine is going to be a baseball one too. And and I talk to a lot of Yankees fans about this player, and they say, you know, I don't like this guy. You know, he's not proving himself. He, I don't like this guy. Glaber Torres is Grammy's grinder of the week for me. Uh, I hear a lot of people talk a lot of junk about Glaber. Let me tell you what he's done in the last eight games, and and I knew there was some some reason why I was like thinking about him all this weekend about being Grammy's Grinder of the Week. So he's raised his average from two forty eight to two sixty three since May uh, the seventeenth, uh, which is a little over it's about two weeks by the time you hear this, and in those eight games he has an eight game hitting streak and, and eleven hits. Uh, And three of them are home runs. Um, He's raised his batting average by 15 points in eight games. And like I said, the eight straight games with a hit, three of those games were two hit games. Um, Glaber Torres, man, he's getting the job done. He's hitting lead off a lot, and he's giving the Yankees some big at-bats. He had the two-home run game earlier in the week. Uh, just a solid week, and he's my Grammys grinder. Shout out Glaber. Not everybody. He's not everybody's cup of tea.
0: Glaber was Glaber was my guy where I really really wanted to like him, and then he fell out of favor for a little bit, and now he's he's working his way back he's up. He's having so. a good season. He's hitting two sixty three on the season. Well, that's the thing. I mean, we talked about it briefly before, but it's like with the Yankees, it can't be all Rizzo. It can't be all Judge. You need other people. Um, and and you know we we talked about the Mayhew, not you know keeping. His end of the bargain up. He's been struggling. But Glaber has stepped up. And Glaber, as of right now, he's the third best hitter on that team. And it's not a bad thing to have your third best hitter. I mean, your one, two, and three should be your best hitters. And Glaber leads off. Judge hits second. Rizzo hits third. So, you know, it's as, that's about as good as you can get. He's setting the table. He's doing the things he needs to do. So, I like that pick. Very good. Grammy's grinders of the week. Grammy's grinders of the week. So, as always, um, this was Ant and Chris. Um, try out our pulled pork. Please eat the pork. Try it, it. <laughs> it,
1: it, if you have the opportunity to make this the way Anthony Panthony has told you to, do it. It's fantastic. I'm gonna have more.
0: Even just try the barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce is really good. Right. Throw it on anything, man. You could you could buy. You know, put you it on
1: more. your Dino chicken nuggets. Yeah. Just put
0: it on there. There Who cares? you go. There a little go. dipping sauce. Yeah, a little dip. Little dip, dip. Yeah. But as always. Um, like comment share subscribe all that good stuff Um, and we will see you next week stay full